The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patra, going solo for this wonderful little Sunday. Got May 30th, four games, four playoff games, more importantly to talk about. And hopefully they're a little bit more exciting playoff games than the past few days. I mean, that uh, you know, Blazers game got a little out of hand and then the whole Buck series. We just want to forget about that one. But uh, I think we got some good basketball dialed up for us. We're going to do this in a nice little condensed format. Uh, we got a, we got some things going on behind the scenes here. Hoop ball producer taking the day off. Shout out Dan Bespris. Absolutely deserves it more than anybody. So you're probably wondering why why we didn't have any intro music. Well, that's simply because our main man Dan deserves a day off. He deserves his time. He deserves his peace of mind to enjoy. Dude works too hard, so he's getting that day and he's crushing it, man. Uh, absolutely deserves it. Shout out Dan. If you guys. Do not follow Dan Bespris. I don't know what you're doing. If you're listening to any hoop ball podcast, you're not following Dan Bespris. Go get on that. Dude is an absolute stud for everything gambling and season long. One of my best buds as well. So always love to give the credit where it's due. But this this podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at MyBookie. So, guys, head over to MyBookie.ag. If you're looking for a gambling site, if you're looking for a bookie platform, it is over at MyBookie. That is the only one you should be using. And when you head over there on your initial deposit, use that promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, and they will match your deposit 50% on up to $1,000. So that's free money to play with, guys. Just use that promo code HOOPBALL on your initial deposit. So we got four games on the docket, four games that we're going to talk about. Uh, only one person doing the show, so that usually makes it go a little quicker. But we also want to make sure that this, t- uh, this podcast can get released to you in time. Because the games start at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we're recording this the morning of. So I'm going to try to do this pretty quickly for you guys. Find the value. Find the guys that we're looking for. We kind of have a good understanding on a lot of these matchups and everything. So let's jump into it. New York Knicks traveling to Atlanta. Taking on the Hawks for the injury report for this one. Let's check out and see what we got. Brandon Goodwin, Cam Reddish, both ruled out. Mitchell Robinson still ruled out for the Knicks. Nerlens Noel no longer on that injury report. Came off the bench in that last one. Outproduced Taj Gibson, even though Taj started. Probably see that switch happen where we see Noel get slotted right back into that starting lineup tonight. But keep an eye on that. We will not know up until maybe about 12, 1130, 12. We should have that news. Eastern Standard Time. 209 and a half game total. The Hawks are being favored by four and a half points. So we'll start off with this Knicks team. I've been riding these Knicks hot throughout this entire playoff series. It's just it's a simple math, guys. I mean, if you play DFS and Tom Thibodeau's a coach, you know that where those minutes are going to go during playoff rotations. Uh, they get tight. Turns into like an eight-man rotation. Everybody plays a boatload of minutes. So we can continue looking at these guys. Now, <clears throat> talk of the town, uh, Julius Randle. I've been playing him a boatload, and he's been costing me a decent amount of money because I've been putting together some pretty good lineups, and then I'm spending a big chunk of my salary on Julius Randle, and it has yet to pay off. And you know, it's no shock when the dude's just been shooting abysmal. 13% from the floor in that last one, shot 2 of 15, only managed 31 DK points. Game before that, he shot 31%, and the game before that, 26% in this series. So he's been struggling mightily against the Hawks from the field. Now, is that playoff jitters? Is that Randall just in a funk? We, you know, is it? I don't think it's the matchup. That's what I'm getting at. Uh, he's dominated this matchup season uh, season long, and I'm I'm watching these games, and 
This dude just looks like he's struggling with confidence. Um, 9,100. I love that price tag. Could we trust him in cash in this? Probably not, especially given that we have four games instead of three. We have we have some other options that we could choose from. But I definitely think Randall's still an option. And, you know, going back to the Derek Wells, uh, Derek Rosewell is something I'll continue to do. 21 shot attempts over the past two games. The dude's playing 38 and 39 minutes on a nightly basis. With that kind of floor, with the ceiling he has and the matchup, it's all there for Derek Rose. No worries for me if you want to continue playing him. Now, uh, Nerlens Noel, can we get a 4,500? Absolutely love that. There's probably about three or four centers I really, really do like on this slate that we're going to have to touch on. Uh, Noel's one of them, though. 4,500, a guy that should just get slotted back in that starting role, even if he comes off the bench, if he's playing 25 minutes. With his defensive abilities alone, we know what his upside is. He's never going to score a whole lot, but we get those steals, we get those blocks, decent rebounds, 4,500. He's a good value play. Uh, so those are the three guys I'm mainly looking at, and I don't mind taking another pivot play, You know, looking at a guy like Alec Burks, um, you know, RJ Barrett, both these guys. I prefer Barrett over Burks. But Barrett's minutes have been slightly limited, just basically going with whatever rotations work in the wet, uh, the best at that time. And over these past few games, Barrett has not played more than 30 minutes. So that's the one worry, 29 minutes, 26 minutes in back-to-back games. But it's R.J. Barrett. He's a focal point of this offense. He's one of the main pieces of this team's future. He should continue to play. I'm not really worried about it, and the price is dipped below 6K, where we're getting a slight discount on it as well. So. Sounds uh sounds cliche, but if you want to continue playing these Knicks, load up on them. I have no fault there. Even even Bullock, man. Any anybody that's getting the thirty plus minutes, we could play. Uh, Bullock would probably be another GPP play of mine with Randall, and then I think Rose and Noel make for great cash or GPP plays. On the Hawks side of the ball, Trey Young coming in at eighty eight hundred. One of the more expensive guys, but he's worth it. He's been putting up forty and fifty points throughout this series. Now, where does he fall on the? scale of will I pay for him compared to other players? That's the real question because I'm never going to tell you not to play Trey Young. Uh, absolutely not. But I think I prefer Paul George over him. Uh, Kyrie gets a little bit closer, but, you know, probably still prefer Randall over him for $300 more. So he's in play for me. I just don't see myself going overweight on him. I still think I'm going to try to go back to the Randall well. I've already invested enough money into that. To take, I've been taking it off the chin that uh, I know it's going to pop one of these games. It's, he's due. So I'll, I'll take uh, Randall over him. I'll probably take Paul George over him. So he's still in my player pool. I just don't see myself having so many shares of him. I love Clint Capella. Haven't been getting that game I wanted in this matchup, and I don't think I'll be playing him on this slate simply because I told I talked about it. Uh, there's Noel, and there's two other centers that we will get to. I like all three of them a lot. But the one guy I do like on this team that I've been playing, and I'll continue to play, is DeAndre Hunter. Uh, dude's back in the starting lineup. He's playing 30-plus minutes. No minutes restriction. Looks great. Looks healthy. Sign me up. 4,300 for a guy that's put up 22 and 26 DK points over his last two. Should be looking at 5X value, and there's upside for more. Allows us to get some exposure to this game without having to target too many people going against that tough Knicks defense. So probably the one guy I have the most interest on this team would be DeAndre Hunter. Outside of that, wouldn't fault you if you wanted to play Trey or John Collins, but they're just not immediate options I'm looking at. I still just kind of want to go some other places. Next game, Phoenix Suns traveling to L.A., taking on the Lakers. For the Lakers, Catavius Caldwell-Pope and Anthony Davis are both questionable. Davis came out and said he's a gamer. There's no way he sits. His competitive nature says that he's playing in this game. Consider him probable. That's what he's trying to say. So, uh, news to monitor, but he looks good. Abdul Nader's ruled out. Chris Paul is questionable, dealing with the right shoulder contusion. Wouldn't be playoffs without Chris Paul being injured, but he should be good to go for this one as well. Two 11.5 game total, Lakers favored by six and a half points. So we'll start off with the away team. 
start off with this Phoenix Suns team. And there's two players I'm looking at on this team. Uh, it's not campaign, and I, I want to say campaign, with just how well this guy's been balling out throughout this series, especially over the last two games. I just don't want to chase that. 5,400, we're getting the price increase. So I'll pass on him, but I tell you what, I will go to DeAndre Ayton, 6,700. He's one of those other centers I talked about. This dude has been nothing but great and consistent throughout this entire series. Uh, he's shooting insane from the floor, which I do not expect to hold, but a, fl- a floor of 37 DK points in this series so far. For a guy that's 6,700, he's hit 40-plus twice. That's great value. They're going to need his size. They're going to need his consistency. And again, he's not going to shoot 70, 80, and 90% from the floor. If he does, fantastic. I'm not expecting him to. But he's got a nice floor and a great ceiling as well with this matchup with this price tag. So I'll be looking at some DeAndre Ayton, and I think continue to look at guys like Jay Crowder, 4,800, simply because of the floor. The shot hasn't been there over the past three games. He's actually been struggling from three mightily. He shot two out of his last 20 from deep in this series. So... You know, those shots are eventually going to start to fall a little bit better for Crowder. He, you know, he's not the guy that's going to go out there and pour on 20 actual points. But if he's going to continue to play 29 and 30 minutes because he's going to have to, quote-unquote, be their LeBron James stopper, uh, good luck with that. But he's going to be the guy that's chasing Le- LeBron and following him a lot around the floor. So uh, for those reasons, give me the guy that's playing minutes. DeAndre and Jay Crowder, probably two of my more favorite options on this Phoenix team, not really looking at much else. On the Lakers side of things, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, both these guys coming in at under 10K salaries, which I absolutely, I love that. Uh, anytime these guys are under 10K, we can look at them. Uh, where do they fall on the slate, though? I think I still prefer some of those Clipper guys that we'll get to later. If I had to play one of these guys, I would be playing Davis over LeBron. But it feels weird. Uh, you know, if this game starts to pull away early, you got to understand the Lakers are going to have no incentive to play Anthony Davis, 40 minutes of the game if they're up four. Uh, keep your eye on that thing and, you know, might limit their upside and give them a little risk. So I'd probably lean more GPP for these types of guys. You know, if you want to look at the cash, you got you got your Randalls, you got your L.A. guys, you, you know, Luca if he plays, Boston Celtics guys. I just don't think that these are the cash type guys I would roll with. I just think that there's too much variability in them. Uh, and there's options and in, in, in ways for them to kind of see their floor performances, you know, blowouts and everything else. So I will pass. But. There is one guy I wanted to talk about on this Laker team that I think I think that we could look at. And that's going to be Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder's been balling. No doubt about it. 5900 If you wanted to save some money off of a guy like Derrick Rose. Double-digit shot attempts over the last two games. He's played at least 33 minutes in every game so far in the series. And he's been balling. Don't love a lot of these Lakers. I don't like this game that much as a whole. But if I had to pick one of them. It would probably be Schroeder, and if I had to spend up on somebody, it would be Davis, but I would limit it in my GPPs. <clears throat> Excuse me. On to the next game, halfway point, about 10 minutes in. So, again, good dense podcast. Hopefully you guys get to hear it in time. Uh, Brooklyn Nets traveling to Boston, taking on the Celtics, coming off of Jason Tatum's absolutely insane game, blow-up game. Jalen Brown rolled out. Robert Williams is doubtful. Kemba Walker is questionable. But he should be expected to play in this one. For the Nets, Spencer Dinwiddie, Jeff Green, both ruled out. Jeff Green dealing with the plantar fasciitis, going to miss the next ten days or so. So, be tough for uh, tough for him to be come back before anything uh, before the NBA Finals. But that's ten days is enough time for plantar fasciitis. It just takes way too long. It's a lingering injury. Be shocked if this dude even comes back at all. But we'll start off with this Nets team uh, coming off of a dud. It's not even their own fault. When Jason Tatum plays like that, there's not much you could do. Uh, it's it's a it's a tough pill to swallow when Tatum's balling like that. 
But we'll start at the top. James Harden coming in at 10-5, getting a little bit of a price boost because he is coming off a 70-point game. And these guys were just absolutely balling out. And the problem that we have to look at with all three of these guys healthy is they're all four going to play. All three going to play minutes. They're all three going to have usage. It's just going to be where the shot is falling that night. So I don't, I don't play Kyrie Irving very often, especially given what else is available on the slate. When you look at Durant and Harden, and you're looking at the usage, those two guys just uh, they managed to put up the ancillary stats a little easier than uh, than Kyrie. You know, Durant could get the boards, Harden could get the assist in the boards. Kyrie's pretty scoring reliant when he's playing alongside of these two guys, and he's playing a little bit more off ball as Harden's playing point guard. So I just don't play. Uh, I don't play Kyrie. I might I might take one or two games off the chin, and if I do, so be it. I don't care about the Garden narrative. None of that means anything to me with all the the other things that we have going on in the slate. So I'll play Harden. I prefer him over Durant ever so slightly just because I think his upside is ever so slightly higher. Both have tremendous upside. And outside of that, the only other guy I would be looking at on this team would be a guy like Joe Harris. Struggled with the shot in the last one. But for 5,200, we know his upside. We know his floor. A lot of that stuff is kind of baked in there. And if you wanted to take a stab at a guy like Blake Griffin at 42 for some value, sure, just know that the ceiling is not so high, but the floor is pretty low as well. On the other side of the ball, now, I do think there's some interest in the Celtics team. I will not chase that Tatum game. I may take one off the chin if I don't, but that's okay. 9,800, I just don't feel like chasing it is the way I want to go. I think that Brooklyn's going to bounce back in a big way, and I think this game could get put to bed pretty soon. But Tristan Thompson at 5,200 with no Robert Williams coming off of a big game. I think we can expect another one from that. If he's playing 30 minutes per game, we should be looking at double-digit rebounds, giving us a nice, safe floor. We always know that the Nets can't play any defense against opposing centers, especially now that people are starting to get hurt a little bit. So sign me up, Tristan Thompson. He falls into play as one of those center options I like. When we talked about him, it was Aiton, Noel, Thompson. I think all these guys are great options. I'll look at all three of them. Outside though, uh, outside of Tristan Thompson, the other guy that I'm interested in would be Marcus Smart. He's just been playing phenomenal through the series. We know that he's going to have to play every minute that he could defensively. Uh, just to basically chase around Kyrie Irving and James Harden. Looking at the past two games, he's put up at least 37 DK points. He's been shooting great from three. Sign me up. I don't mind some Marcus Smart at 6,300. Now, I prefer him over a guy like Dennis Schroeder, but it just comes down to ownership and where you're standing and kind of how you're game scripting your builds. But no reason why you can't look at either one of those two guys as mid-tier guard options. Both have uh, point guard and shooting guard eligibility, too, so it makes for construction a little easier. So that's it for me over here on the Celtics. Marcus Smart, Tristan Thompson will be my main options. Tatum, I expect a little bit too much people, uh, too many people to go chasing that. I think I'll avoid that to the ownership and get my exposure in the later game. Last game of the night, L.A. Clippers traveling to Dallas, taking on the Mavericks. For the Mavericks, Luka Doncic is currently questionable. Rick Carlisle came out and said he expects him to play. He thinks he's going to play, but he's going to see how he feels in the morning and test it out. But uh, I expect Luka to play in this one. He's a gamer. J.J. Redick ruled out. Maxi Kleber is probable, though, with that right Achilles soreness. Serge Ibaka, questionable due to the back spasms. He was ruled out of Game 3. They need Serge. Start off with this Clippers team. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, absolutely love both these guys. We saw it in the last one. The right combo was to play both of them. Uh, they were both slightly underpriced. Anytime that you see Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, I guess, you know, falling under uh, Kawhi Leonard's under 9K in playoffs, yeah, you, can, you, you look at them. Played 42 minutes. There is no uh, game management right now. They need to win. When we know that, just play these guys. They're going to flow through the offense, the entire offense, through both of their studs. Their usage, both of their usages should be over 30%, and they're both slightly underpriced. So sign me up, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, either one, both, whatever way you want to do it, whatever makes your lineup construction work out. 
Uh, I like both these guys a lot. Outside of that, Marcus Moore Sr. at 4,500. If there is no Serge Ibaka, we could probably expect to see another 30-plus minutes out of Morris. And, I mean, we probably expect to see that regardless, just based on the series and this matchup. He's been struggling mightily. It looks like Lucas has been bullying him and uh, Patrick Beverly into not getting any DFS points. But uh, with no Serge Ibaka, if he is rolled out again, I would expect to see a few more minutes for a guy like Marcus Moore Sr. And he's a rock-solid value player. Outside of those two guys, if you wanted to look at anybody else, you know you could you could chase that Reggie Jackson. Well, wouldn't mind that at forty four hundred. He'll still continue to have some good bench usage. Or if you wanted to go back to the Rondo, well, if he's playing mid twenties minutes, we're probably looking at about twenty five DK points. It's good five X at forty eight hundred, so I don't mind it. But for the most part, Leonard, George, Rondo, Morris, all four of those guys would be my main plays. Don't think I'd go to too much else, but I'm sure one of those grubby, uh, you know. Bench games for Terrence Mann are right around the corner at 3,600. He played great in that last one. 19 minutes and 15 minutes over the last two. If you need it, it's there, but not one of the value plays I'd be recommending in, in cash or GPP. On to my Mavericks. Luka Doncic coming in at 11-1. Tried to do everything he could to will his team to a win in that last one. Uh, played great. Shot 54% from the floor. Put up 71 DK points. Almost had a 40-point triple-double. Was just one rebound and one assist shy. It's Luca. He's got 70 DK points in two out of the three games this series. If you if you have the money to spend on him, I won't fault you. Just think it's gonna be tough to get there. I, I see a lot of my builds going with a little bit more of a balanced approach on the studs, not spending much more than 10k on anybody. You know, going with maybe a Kawhi Leonard and a Randall or a, a Paul George and a Randall. Maybe you get Trey. Uh, you can look at some of the guys over there in Phoenix. There's a lot of, of, of cheaper studs. I don't think we need to spend up on Luca tonight. I don't mind it. I'm not going to tell you not to play Luca. I just don't see myself having that many shares of Luca. If anything, I'd probably go towards a little bit more of Porzingis at 7,300. Just makes a little bit more sense with the builds. I think people will fade him as far as ownership. Not too many people are going to go to him, especially with a lot of the forward value that we do have. So I think I'd probably lean a little bit more Porzingis. And if I needed some ancillary options, Maxi Kleber, 4,100. He's probable on the injury report. Looks like he's going to be playing. Uh, if this dude's playing, we're looking at mid-20s minutes. Sometimes you can even get to the 30 mark. He's played 30 in every game this series. So just keep an eye on that Achilles injury. When it's sore, it worries me. But for a guy that's 4,100, and he's put up at least 20 to 25 DK points in every game throughout the series so far, it's solid cash value. It's not going to win you the game, but it won't burn you and make you lose it either. So that is it. Really, just poor Zingas and uh, a little bit of Maxi Kleber action for me over here. That's it. Not going to fault you if you want to go to Hardaway, but it's uh, it's not, not something I'm feeling tonight. But dude's been a pistol throughout this entire series, and Mavs need him to continue shooting well if they uh, if they're going to sneak this one out. But thank you guys for listening. It was a quick, it was a condensed podcast. It was all done by myself, Mike Patra, in less than 20 minutes. So. Hopefully we can get this out there into the podcast waves, into the cloud, whoever whoever stores, and uh, get this to you guys soon enough. Again, apologize, no intro music. Enjoy your day, Dan. Thank you guys for listening. If you want, you can follow me on Twitter, at Patria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Give us a thumbs up, subscribe, five star, all that good stuff. We really do appreciate it, guys. We will be back tomorrow. Take care, and let's go crush some GPPs. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.